self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful episode who let the dogs out <laughs> <laughs> who let the dogs out really i got a new dog who let the fucking trump out oh my god this is gonna be a stressful episode it is but i want y'all to go to the website www.conversationconartist.com and check out our stories old and new our articles that link to the stories as well as you know leaving us some feedback about you know what we got going on through the letter link and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter part of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in through the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationclownartist at gmail.com. You can also send it into the Facebook page if you are um, if you've liked it. And if you haven't liked it, why not? Um, we don't have a, a letter this week, so y'all need to get on it and send us some questions so that we will. Um, again, you can send it in through the website or you can send it in through our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. So we're going to get right into it because we don't have a letter. <laughs> what do you want to do first? Well, and water is wet news. Uh, <laughs> Khloe Kardashian apparently has a fake ass and y'all are surprised by it. And I don't know what the fuck that is because, like, seriously? Who thought her ass was ever real? Like, she posted some picture of her in some jeans from the facing away from the camera and people were all up in arms about talking about her ass looked fake. Well, duh. What the fuck? Like, I don't... Why is this news to y'all? Like whoever thought it was real she very obviously has had a lot of plastic surgery done her face even looks different so like come on y'all seriously have you seen the picture mm-hmm. do it look fake mm-hmm. it's not kim fake she went smaller so good for her and it's also not um kylie fake she went smaller than kylie as well but kylie she like she like 90% fake. Yeah. After seeing them old pictures of her. Oh yeah, she like a whole different person. She really fixed her face up. Somebody somebody did good work. They did. They did. She looks like a whole different person, so. But you should be comfortable in the skin that you in. You should, but you know, when you out here doing whole shit for <laughs> coins, then you got to look a certain way, I guess. Maybe. Cause you know she's with Tristan. Is it Tristan Thomas? Who the hell is that? He a basketball player who left his pregnant girlfriend for Chloe. Really? Yeah. Yep. Well, she's a Kardashian. I mean, again, who? Uh, it's water is wet. In case y'all didn't know. I mean, it's it, it's along the same lines as that. Trying to get that change. <laughs> Give me the, the loop. Best, the best way they know how. <laughs> Not her. Yeah. Who getting oh. the money? What kind of contract he got? I don't know. I forgot what team. She he might be richer than his ass. I mean, maybe, but her, him, her, him leaving his pregnant girlfriend for her is gonna give them a lot more publicity, a lot more headline news type shit, and that's what the Kardashians are all about. They want to do shit so that y'all don't forget that they out here doing whole shit. I don't think they're doing it on purpose. You don't? I think they're chosen. Chosen by? The media gods. Uh, no. I think they do it on purpose. I think their mom is like their madam. And she, you know, can smell a good photo op a thousand miles away. I think they even been trying to take it. But you know Rob and Black China had their baby named a dream. The fuck? This baby's name is Dream. Celebrities can't name their kids regular shit, huh? I just don't understand. Black China's real name is Angela. You have a regular name, and his name Robert. And y'all got Dream out of that. I just whatever, <laughs> whatever. And I forgot what her child with Tiger, what his name is. 
I don't even remember on them. Listen, it's very easy to fuck kids up. It's very fragile. You are raising a human being from scratch as a parent. Just, I mean, it's an important job. It is. In that way, you can do shit like fuck people up like Lil' Kim, who, you know, has been on, went on camera saying that she is a Spanish girl trapped in a black girl's body. Kim, you not even in a black girl's body no more. All this shit you done done to yourself. Like, I don't understand people. And I, I'm, I don't know if Spanish is just politically incorrect or if she means specifically girls from Spain. I doubt she means girls from Spain. <laughs> yeah, I know, but right? it's look him we're talking yeah. about. So she started speaking Spanish after she said that, like, your damn speaking Spanish ass don't, that don't validate nothing. No, it doesn't. Not at all. All, all that shit you were talking on all that rap that's who you are pretty much but that being said like you got a situation where Lil Kim was raised by people that didn't value her color <laughs> you know what I'm saying like the men in her life left her for light skinned girls and stuff yeah. I just don't understand I don't either I don't whatever I mean I understand body dysmorphia in the sense of what I've read about it it used to be a commercial that was on where it was this girl in front of the mirror like pulling at her fat mm-hmm. and then when it zoomed out it showed her actual body and it was just like bones it yep. wasn't no fat on it mm-hmm. I remember a commercial like that so it's like it is a skewed perception of how you look I think that you really see yourself as different she also got some colorism going on as well because she has lightened the fuck out of her skin um until she's like the, the thing is when people do that they go too far and so then you become this unnatural ass color you the color of no one on earth like you are other <laughs> yeah unfortunately yeah pretty much <laughs> okay so we started this episode these this this shit we just talked about was so it was so nonchalant <laughs> yeah and passive and we started this show like we ain't finna talk about some real shit, but we gotta talk about this election. We've been talking about this shit for some time, and so we finna get into some stories about this election. Yeah. If you didn't know, I don't know how the <laughs> fuck you couldn't. But like, if you didn't know, and the first thing you happen to be listening to upon not knowing is this, <laughs> I want to let you know that Donald Trump got some bad news for you. One. The presidency lost the popular vote. Won the presidency. That shit happened with Al Gore before. So now Donald Trump has won the presidency. He's the president elect, and a lot of shit been going on since Donald Trump became elected. Bad shit, not good shit. A lot of bad shit. A lot of bad shit. But it's it's some decent shit going on. But I think that it. It's going to create bigger issues. Mm-hmm. And when I say decent shit, we'll talk about it. So what was your initial reaction? How was your night that night? I just, While you were watching that election shit? I, was, I didn't watch. What I did was I went on Google and I kept refreshing to see the electoral votes. And I only checked one time and Hillary was ahead. And then after that, he was consistently ahead. And I was just like, I know, like, fuck, America is not going to do this. Like, I know we're not going we're not going to nominate somebody that has no kind of military or political experience whatsoever, who is may or may not himself be racist, sexist, misogynistic, homophobic, all of these things, but has pushed an agenda that has allowed all of the people who are those things to come out and do fuck shit. I know America is not gonna let him become the president elect, and I was fucking wrong, because that's exactly what America did. And when I woke up the next day, I just felt really sad. Like, I felt like just really let down, I guess. I'm not sure. Like, I, I at heart, am a pessimistic kind of person. <laughs> I am not an optimist. And so... You're not. You're not. I'm not. And so I, I just started envisioning 
the train wreck that would be a Donald Trump presidency and what these next four years are going to look like. And it just, I, it made me sad. That next day at work was really difficult for me because I, I just was so sad. Like I had like this cloud of sadness just kind of hanging over me. And actually that day, a coworker of mine was at a Chevron station getting gas and somebody randomly drove by and hollered nigga out the window at her. And she came back to work just really upset and really shaking up. And I was like, is this, even if, if, if it's only for a, a little amount of time, is this the world in which I'm going to have to live in where I'm having to deal with dumbass people who've been, who feel, you know, courageous because of Trump and feel like they can say these things and get away with it? Am I going to have to check motherfuckers? Am I, am I going to have to curse people out now because of this shit? Like, is this what my daily life is going to be like? Um, and also, around the corner from where I work, the KKK were passing out um, flyers that said that they, you know, saying that they were going to hold Trump to all his promises and that the white man was about to, you know, come back up on top and all of this bullshit. And so just those things. And like there was a hashtag going around. I forgot what the hashtag was, but it was people's experiences. I think it was first day. First day of Trump presidency. And people were experiencing all kind of bullshit. And then, like, the people who don't have to deal with that were like, oh, this is made up. This is just the media trying to uh, put a shadow on this. And and it's like, it's so easy for you to say that because you're not going to have to experience any of these things. So, yeah, I'm sure it does seem like it's made up for you. But as somebody who's been black in America for 31 years, I didn't think that it was made up at all because I know that America is fully capable of some fuck shit. Yeah. So I was chilling, just doing the same thing you did, Google. I didn't watch no live reports or nothing. And I just started feeling uneasy at a certain point, you know, uh, like, it ain't gonna turn out well. Now, and you were so optimistic, like I know <laughs> at first. <laughs> um, I was, uh, I was, I was very optimistic that you know what I voted for would win. But I do respect democracy, and I think that I don't respect how the system operates. That electoral college shit, I'm over it because. On the one hand, I think everybody should exercise their right to vote, especially black people, considering how hard fought that right was. But at the same time, I kind of understand why people feel like their vote doesn't count, at least here in Alabama. We are consistently a red state. I looked it up. And the last time that we weren't a, a red state was like 1936 or some shit like we when the Republican and the when Republican and the when red and blue were different. Yeah. When Republicans were the Democrats of the day and Democrats was Republicans of the day. Ever since then, we have been arrested. So no matter how many times I vote Democrat, our electoral votes are gonna go Republican. And so it makes you feel like, so what am I doing this for? Because I don't know that Alabama will be a blue state in my lifetime. Like, I just don't believe that that'll happen. And we're consistently red. So, like, for somebody that votes Democrat, how are you supposed to feel? It, I think it's possible that it become blue at some point because what's about to happen now is Republican and Democrat is about to change. They're going to change from this. Yeah. So, I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. <laughs> so, I think the Electoral College is important. Why? Because we can't just use popular vote. Why? Because California, Texas, Florida, and New York will be choosing the president every year. Which is but they still get more. Don't they have the? I mean, they still essentially the states that have the most people will vote for the president, and the people that don't have that many won't be. That's that's why we can't use the popular vote because it's just going to represent certain regions that have a lot of people. But they still. I mean, it's the same. They have the most electoral votes. You realize that? Like Florida has twenty nine, California has fifty five. We have nine. 
if you win Alabama, you win nine votes. It's still the same. How would it be different? Well, like swing because swing states are the variable right now. If Hillary Clinton would have got swing states, she would have won. The swing states are always the variable. You always gonna get blue that's gonna take you up to two fifty. You always gonna get red that's gonna take you up to two fifty. Looking at how the states are numbered right now and how you know red and blue play out in our country. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the swing states are the ones that make the decision. And swing states can change. It don't have to be consistent swing states. But it puts the control in the hands of the people through delegates. And then the delegates through super delegates and then the super delegates through those electoral representatives. So again, how then does each individual vote count then? Because the way that the delegates are chosen comes from the the votes in the in the community. Like they're representative of the community. Delegates is representative of the community. The super delegates is representative of the delegates. And that electoral college vote is representative of all of that. So then, with me living in a red state, how does my vote count? I still don't understand how my vote counts. It's local legislation. Your vote gonna count towards local legislation because it's blue counties in it's blue counties in Alabama. I mean, at the end of the day, we focusing too high. People they ain't thinking nothing about their local legislation when they're thinking about voting for the president, and that's what happened in this election. People lost sight of this being about your what you believe in and being about a popularity contest because your Democrat president, even if you don't like her, even if she ain't honest, she still will empower Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Harry Reid. She will empower your legislators, the people that you want to write the legislation. Hillary Clinton would have empowered that. I don't give a fuck if I hate Hillary Clinton if it's going to help Elizabeth Warren because I love Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we, we lost sight of that. We lost sight of how the ball rolls once Democrat is in office, you know, for people who didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because of the, you know, propaganda. You know? No, she ain't a great person. But you ain't looking for somebody that's going to goddamn watch your kids. <laughs> like, you just look, you want somebody that can fucking run a system efficiently. And every single one of us listening and work, if we done had a job, we've had a GM, that one shit, they were hired and put in that place because they are effective at something. Mm-hmm. Not fucking friendly. But when it comes to the job of America, that's what we was that's what we based it on. But Trump has no he he doesn't have he's not friendly. He also doesn't have any kind of experience doing this kind of job. As as evidenced by some of the things that he's done since becoming president elect like like saying that after he looked at Obamacare, he doesn't he doesn't want to completely repeal it. Shouldn't you have fucking looked at it before you started saying you were going to just repeal it? Like, shouldn't you have been up on what it entailed prior to making a decision like, oh, if I'm elected, I'm going to repeal it? Like, how do you not research the important issues? Because that wasn't important to him. Winning was important to him. He also talked about not knowing the scope of the job of president as he met President Obama. Yeah. You know, he don't he didn't know what he was getting himself into. And I understand that, but my my issue isn't even with him. It's with the motherfuckers that voted for him. Because yes, he wasn't concerned about that, but I feel like we should have been. The fact that he was able to like go as far it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. I feel like we are a joke to the rest of the world right now. We're a joke to the rest of the world, but it's not a joke here in America. No, it's not a joke because, here. I mean and I don't mean Donald Trump and his rhetoric represents a group of people in America yeah. that I would rather see today than wait to see what boils over from them later. We seeing that shit today. I'd rather we go on and get this shit out in the open, figure out what the fuck we're going to do about it and do it. And at this point, it ain't shit we can do about it. So that's going to be the best move to make. You know, this shit here now. You know, Donald Trump, he might not be racist, sexist, xenophobic. He might not be none of that shit. He just might be an old 70-year-old goddamn man that got the residual effects of an old country left in him. And the stuff that we see through him are ignorant rather than intentional shit. You know, but just because you send an assassin after somebody don't mean your ass ain't no goddamn killer. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, that's exactly what he did. He created a, a, a climate created where a monster. motherfuckers feel like they can 
drive by somebody pumping gas and call them nigga. Or they can walk by somebody wearing a hijab and snatch it off. Or they can, there was a school in Florida that the students put like whites only above the water fountains. Like what the fuck? First of all, the sad thing about that being in a school means that these kids come from homes in which the parents are teaching them this bullshit. You know, like that just, that kind of shit makes me sad. That, I mean, it's like, I knew that these people still existed, but like the boldness in them now makes me sad and a little bit concerned because. Dr. Donald Trump is like Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Because you know the doctor was named Frankenstein, not mm-hmm. the monster. Yeah. But he like was he, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Like yeah. he created the monster mm-hmm. that is racism. And if you don't know anything about, if you don't know what happened in Frankenstein, he's basically wandering around and he saw a girl throwing flowers in the water and the girl was all friendly. She was like, hey, he'll throw a flower in the water. And he picked her ass up and threw her in the water. Like, <laughs> he fucked the ass up good. But. That's essentially what happened. Like Donald Trump has created this monster, these monsters of of racism, xenophobia, homophobia, uh, misogyny, all of these different things because he catered to that group to get their votes and get their support. And now they out here throwing throwing bitches in the water. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> and I'm saying that as a metaphor, but like they people have been strengthened. Their racism has been strengthened. Like they racism. Took a sensu bean. I don't know if you watch Dragon Ball Z, but <laughs> Dragon Ball Z is a sensu bean. If you eat that thing, you good as hell. Like you straight. With racism as to where I don't think it was dying out. I think it might have been something that was like getting old and it was quiet, you know, decrepit and just yeah. being like, I can't even move like I used to no more. <laughs> I gotta get my walker. You know, like that's how racism was. And then they just found a fucking fountain of youth of racism with Donald Trump. You know, like he needs to be concerned because. What I will say is that JFK, Abraham Lincoln, every time one of them been assassinated, it ain't been somebody who looked like you or I. And so with him having the KKK being so optimistic about what his presidency is going to mean, when he don't deliver that shit, that might be a bit of a problem. I'm going to tell you what's a bigger problem. I was thinking, what if something happened to Donald Trump? And then Mike Pence said Pence is up. worse. He is worse. He thinks that you can shock the gay out of people. To he wear, believes in yeah. electroshock therapy he believes, for gay people. Conversion therapy, y'all, don't work. If oh you, if anybody ever told you about conversion therapy, that's where you try to convert somebody that's homosexual to uh, somebody that's straight. It don't work. Ain't nope. evidence to work. It's evidence to do more harm. Yep. It ain't nothing psychologically that you can do to take the gay out of somebody. But it's a lot of politicians that believe that shit. Pence is one of them. But to where, as to where Donald Trump's racism and xenophobia and all that shit might be unintentional, Pence, Pence is, is the intentional yeah. version of that. And so what's hypothesized is that Donald Trump is going to run the country like a board member and Pence is going to be the CEO. As to where we do see Donald Trump and he do give speeches and he do go across the seas and you know give speeches and shit, Pence will be the one that's actually kind of running the show and making the shots. Because he, he got fucking experience. That is terrifying. He's a terrible, like... Pence is worse than Donald Trump. He absolutely is. So an unpredictable Donald Trump is still better than a predictable Pence. Yeah. You know, but a bigger problem is Donald Trump is appointing people in positions that ain't got no business being there. He got Ben Carson. He got Newt Gingrich. He got Giuliani. He got the dude from Breitbart, which is the (sighs) alt-right website situation, like overt racism. Like he he's putting people in places that shouldn't be in these places and the thing is even if donald trump let's say donald trump pulled the old switcheroo let's say donald trump be like okay fuck y'all i like you know democrat shit he still got a republican house and senate he can't do shit people talking about he ain't the establishment donald trump is very quickly about to become the establishment or about to become held up by it because president obama ain't the establishment Nope. You know what I'm saying? He ain't been in politics long enough or deep enough to have them kind of influences, but that's what the position do to you. They ain't going to let Donald Trump do what he want to do. That shit about him not wanting to repeal Obamacare and keep some key provisions, mm-hmm. I promise you some people in the House and the Senate going to be like, nope, we're yep. repealing that shit. Yep. 
And Donald Trump either I hope Donald Trump stands his ground. I hope Donald Trump be like, fuck you, you off my cabinet, bitch. Anybody else disagree? Like that's what I hope he do. I don't hope he be like, this got hard. Here you go, Pence. I hope he don't do that because that's gonna be the worst. He might. Have you seen the pictures of him since he got like he just looked like somebody who <laughs> He did not look as confident as he was on no. the campaign trail. His it's, confidence is gone. I really think he didn't expect to win. And I think now that he's won, it's like, oh shit. How old is President Obama? To do, huh? How old is President Obama? He's in his fifties. President Obama in his fifties. You know they show all the pictures of the presidents when they first started and they had grow great. The picture that they gonna show of Donald Trump is Donald Trump and then the motherfucker from Tales from the Crypt. I fucking hate you. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Like the Crypt keeper. Four years would turn a fifty-year-old hair gray as shit. It got to kill a sixty-nine-year-old. We should. That's how we should have campaigned for Hillary. We should have said, if y'all want Hillary dead, put her in the White House. <laughs> she ain't gonna survive this shit. <laughs> you should have been her campaign manager. I should have. We would have got that shit in. But but let's uh so I got some more stuff. I mean, we just gave a general overview, but it's some more shit going on. Yeah. One of them is the KKK came out and had a victory parade yep. after this shit. You know, now if these are not overt signs that these racist groups have taken this as some kind of like rejuvenation. Yup. Why would the KKK exclusively support? And David Duke tweeted, this is one of the most exciting nights of my life. Make no mistake about it. Our people have played a huge role in electing Trump. And they went on to say that Trump stands for Trump's race united my people. Oh my God. Yeah. They ain't had a parade yet. It's coming on December 3rd. Why the fuck it's got to come the day before my birthday? Let me ask that. They couldn't do it like just wait till next year. It got to be the Saturday before my birthday. This what I got to look forward to. It ain't the like they're doing that shit outside your house. I mean. Don't have, a, have your anti-KKK birthday fucking badge. <laughs> hell. <laughs> Get you some goddamn. What, what, what would be a part of an anti-KKK? I don't know. Get you some rainbows. <laughs> oh, Everybody yeah. got to have rainbow pins. Get you some um, some penis suckers. <laughs> like they have at the you bachelorette the, parties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, and hand them out to all the Republicans in the building. <laughs> Here's your penis. Here's your penis. Everybody gets a penis. <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> but, uh, What's a black item? Hand out dashikis. <laughs> you gotta yeah. wear dashikis yeah. this party. But or uh, uh kufi. What's the hair kufi. wrap? Isn't that what the I hair wraps it, are I called? I think so. Kufis. I heard that. I'm sorry. Well, I heard I'm in a rap song somebody saying. Wrong. I heard somebody in a rap song saying I, you know, bust you in your kufi. So I assume that it means something related to your head. I think it's a head wrap. I think that's what the head wrap is called. But this is just a sign that. Yeah. It's empowered these people. Yep. And these people ain't smart enough. There is a high correlation between racism and low IQ. You know, I mean, and so these people, I don't think they are capable of understanding the, the different contexts of how a Donald Trump presidency can be problematic. They can only see it through the lens of how it preserves whiteness. And, and white people have been voting against their own interests for a long time. Right? Yeah. As poor white people. You know? And apparently, white women as well. Because 66% of white women voted for Donald Trump. And so I guess they got to this crossroad of do I vote based on my gender or do I vote based on my race? And a lot of them decided that the race is more important than the gender. Because I don't know how you, you cast your vote for somebody that encouraged sexual assault if they if you got enough money. Like 66% of white women voted for Donald Trump. No, and they're, be, they're being called the 66% now. That ain't surprising to me, though. It's sad to me. It's horrible and it's that sad. That you, but... you chose your race over your gender. Like, how are you going to be a feminist and you vote for fucking Trump? Well, 
that thirty four percent is the feminist. Sixty six percent ain't feminist. I'm I'm pretty I'm fairly certain. Not as certain as I was about Hillary Clinton winning. It's a different kind of certain. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that uh, straight white men in America, they they don't have any restrictions on voting. They can literally just vote for Donald Trump because they like his suits if they want to. <laughs> And they can just not vote for Hillary because they don't like her pantsuits <laughs> if they want to. Like, it don't bother them. Like, well, my insurance premiums might go up, you know, <laughs> or, you know, what other concerns? Uh, you know, it, it, I don't know. Different political things, they can have any generic reason for voting. They don't really have anything to lose or gain except maybe some tax dollars. But see, other groups have a lot to lose. But when you talk about those white women that's attached to those kind of men, mm-hmm. they already used to the misogyny. Yeah. They already used to the sexism. They already used to the glass ceiling. They already used to all of these things that their husbands say they can't have. You know, and, and and men talking to them any kind of way and men, you know, taking sex from them when they want to. Donald Trump, that's the norm for that group of women. They deal with men like that. And they got... It's like they got Stockholm syndrome. It's cultural Stockholm syndrome for for white women to have that idea of this. Just how men are, and I just have to deal with this shit because it just don't make sense, you know, ma'am. Because you can ask any woman these individual questions, ma'am. If a celebrity came up to you and just grabbed grabbed you like that, would you be okay with it? No. If your son went up and just grabbed a woman like that, would you be okay with it? No. If a man did that to your daughter, would you be okay with it? No. It's no context in which you would logically say those things are okay. Because I've watched interviews where people go around and do and say yeah. those things. You know, but it's just been surprising how people have compartmentalized their morals in order to get what they want. As far as this country go and this election go. Yeah. Because that's what they did. They put their morals and their ethics to the side for all of this shit that Donald Trump been saying and said, it's okay. You know, they taking their issues, other groups' issues and said, you know, everybody will be okay. You know? And that's just very fucking sad. It is. It's very sad. You had Omarosa. Omarosa, this you know, bitch. she was put in charge of the African American outreach for Donald Trump. Which yeah. again, let me just say what a dumbass decision that was. Because who the fuck cares about what Omarosa thinks? Nobody. Nobody. You know, she first was on The Apprentice, and she got popular because she was a fucking asshole. Yep. That's how she got popular. Like nobody wanted. To fuck with Omarosa. Nope. She pretty much got popular because of that. And, you know, at some point it came around back to the day to where Donald Trump needed an African-American person. And he needed somebody that was going to be unconditionally in his corner. Who better than Omarosa? You know? But how do you expect... Like, that shows how little... Donald Trump knows about the African American community because brown skin ain't the only thing that you need nope. to be able to outreach or connect to African Americans. It's not. African American culture, a part of it is a condition. You know, the conditions that we've experienced. Like, you can't take a black person that ain't never experienced certain things and just assume that they they connect somehow because of their skin color. And you know, a part of that is a problem in the African American community. A part of that is a issue because when you speak proper and when you raise your hand to ask questions and when you wear Abercrombie and Finch and when you play lacrosse or chess, <laughs> you know, you you they call you white. Yeah. They say, you know, sell out. You know, that's the issue in the African-American community, but it still represents uh, that if you're trying to connect to the African-American community, and I mean the real black folks. Yeah. I don't mean the ones that play lacrosse. If you're trying to connect to... <laughs> The African-American community. Yeah, if you try to connect to Pookie and them and Ray Ray, you can't do that with an Omarosa. No. You can't do that with a Ben Carson. Hell no. And I know there's a lot of people out here that, that, that loathe that idea. They loathe the idea that there are different types of black out here. But it just fucking is. You it know, is. That, that shit, that, this comes from a disgruntled history in our culture. It comes from experience and shit. It comes colorism, a lot of that shit. It comes from 
light skinned slaves being able to be in the house yep. because the master had sex with their mamas and the dark skinned slaves having to be outside. And the master putting the light skinned slaves up to watching the dark skinned slaves and it turning into competition. It turning into, oh no, we can't, you know, let them light skinned niggas catch us because they're going to go back and tell. Like, those kind of lessons throughout a culture's history, they create your present. Just like your childhood. Anybody listening, your childhood has created the person that you are today. You know? So it just all goes back to the idea that Omarosa ain't the black person to represent black people. And that shows that Donald Trump don't understand that. And a lot of white America don't understand that. Brown skin ain't ain't enough apparently she don't understand that neither because the reason why we talking about her is because she was crying in the interview because shock of all shocks her friends went here for her trump shit yeah like, like who the fuck is surprised on rosa like girl really what you thought was gonna happen you thought that they were gonna be like good going on marissa like girl bye bye fuck out of here like fuck you thought. I don't think nobody really feel bad for you, Omarosa. No, like, I couldn't give less of a fuck to be you've honest. You've connected yourself to the wrong person. Pretty much. You you created this situation for yourself. Yeah. And that's unfortunate, but that's what it is. You got to find you some no, more friends. You better go hang out with Ben Carson and his weird ass looking <laughs> wife. Oh my god! You seen his wife? Yeah, I have seen it. She wife. looks so weird. Yeah, she does. But look, she looked like a slave that he captured. She would him. have to be weird to be with him. I hope she's smart. She I hope she's she just ugly and smart. She can't be she with him. <laughs> she can be. She just be another coon. And I'm participating in the shit that I was talking about. Like, I'm participating in it too. <laughs> like, calling Ben Carson a coon and shit like that. Like, yeah, there's. Unfortunately. He is somebody that supports shit against our interests. Yep. As in Omarosa. Supports shit against our interests. Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash. Like, when you support shit against our interests, as in the African American community, as if you're not African American, as if your brown skin plays no role in, in your life, as if you don't experience anything extra, even if just a little bit. Everybody, everybody brown experienced some shit extra. Because if you ever went to go buy some band-aids and come find none that was brown. Oh yeah. Cause they skin colored, but not your skin. <laughs> Have you ever went to Walmart and tried to find a brush, but it ain't in the, the brush aisle, it's in the fucking ethnic section? Yep. You know, like those are little inconveniences that represent that your brown skin means something to somebody. You know? And one thing I've been very, very tired of is People that have the privilege and the ability to be able to say it ain't no big deal. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So Paul Ryan, he came out and said, a lot of people are upset. A lot of minorities are upset, but you shouldn't be. This is the same man that called Donald Trump a textbook racist. You know, and, and for him to say my minority shouldn't be concerned, it makes me wonder what he thinks a threat uh what kind of threat he thinks a racist is because to say you, that's textbook racism but to think that him being voted in means nothing regarding race what do you think a ra- what do you think what does he think a racist does i don't get it he doesn't think it's the same way that like all of the people who were like pissed off and upset that obama won and that were whining and complaining and talking about how he wasn't their president are the same people that are like Trump won he's our president he's your president like you weren't saying that when it was Obama so fuck off (laughs) and for those of you who were saying stuff like uh, Republicans didn't act like that when President Obama got voted in please go to Google and put in Obama is not my president yep (laughs) please do (laughs) You are going to find all of those uh, picket signs where it had like Obama with a big ring in his nose. Yep. Talking about him being a Muslim. That's all that was going on exactly. when President Obama got voted in. But so, people have selective memories. 
yeah, when it really comes to them. things that they don't want to think about or talk about or any of those things. So all of that's crazy. But it continues to represent how disconnected that is. But like this was a this was a, a surge to protect whiteness. Oh yeah. That's uh, what did it you was. see oh, what is his name? The black guy ball head glasses, Vance. Oh, Van Jones. That's my dude. Did you I see, love Van Jones. Did you see what he said about it was a white lash? Did you watch yeah. that video? Yeah, I saw that. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. Is but this is this was just this is like white white supremacist last stand. Yeah. If we gonna get anything out of it, this is where we're going to get it. And I think that for me, make America great again means I don't think it means make America white again. I think it means make America or make white relevant again. You know, it's like Y'all been focusing on the LGBT. Y'all been focusing on the black people. Y'all been focusing on, you know, Muslims and other religions. And y'all been focusing on everybody else. And white America, if everybody has looked at his siblings in this country, white America is the kid that ain't getting no attention, ain't getting no focus, ain't getting no effort. They the favorite child, but they don't feel like they getting as much as everybody else getting. But they're also the kid that's been killing the cats in the neighborhood. I don't want to go that far with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they've been they they've been doing some crazy stuff, but they still they've been doing some crazy stuff, but that still don't change that like they the favorite. They the ones that still get everything, get the advantages. The problem is they want a lot more than they deserve. Yeah. And everybody else in America has just been trying to get a little bit of fucking fairness. But I hate to say this, but I understand, you know, if I was working with a family and a child, regardless of how fucked up they was, was intentionally getting neglected, I could understand that child's emotions and feelings behind it, you know, but this is a country and this is a country that was founded on diversity. And this was a country in which diversity was introduced in this country and taken advantage of. So you don't have to feel bad about that shit. And me as a black man, I say, you don't have to give me no extra for that shit. If you don't want to, fuck it. Don't give me no extra. But don't sit here and try to find ways to take shit away from me to make it continue to make it unfair. You know what I'm saying? Because when you think about to back to the 50s, white people, everything just been taken away from them. I mean, fucking sorry, not sorry, but everything been taken away. They should have never had, though. Yeah. It's shit that they should never have had in the first place. But that's just why, that's why they, that's why they lashing out right now. It's like, we found somebody that can be the voice for us and get us more. And that ain't what he, he, I'm sure he didn't intend for it to go as deep as it's going with these races, but he's the catalyst. You did the shit, Donald. Pretty much. And I'm sorry. I know that, you know, he's president-elect now, but I'm still going to say fuck that guy. I know you said you were going to give him the respect that his office deserves. I That's a, yeah, you I did. ain't say it like that. Well, you didn't put it in that <laughs> those words, but essentially. I'm going to give him a chance. Meh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not fucked up enough about it. To want the plane I'm on to crash Because I don't like the pilot So I fucking support A successful Donald Trump presidency I just don't like that it's going to come With the idea that he had a successful presidency Because that's what it's going to look like Yeah You know I don't like that part of it But I don't want to It ain't like he can't make decisions That going to cause problems for 30 years I.e. mass incarceration You know And that was fucking with the intention To be good for fucking people Imagine what they finna do If they wanna do bad shit on purpose They can Yeah And we just get to be fucked in the ass about it Pretty much So What's going on now You heard about the safety pins I know that it's something That was adopted from Brexit But I don't know what the safety pins are supposed to represent Safety pins for solidarity Now I don't want to shit on the gesture, you know, mm-hmm. but I 
do want people that are participating in it to recognize that you have the luxury of just being able to put on a safety pin. We have our safety pin is our skin color. Our safety pin is our faith. Our safety pin is our sexuality. We ain't got to wear a safety pin because the world sees that shit. Yeah. As we exist. I mean, and for sexuality is fluid because the world expects you to turn it off. And you can look like a white man, you know, that's not gay. Yeah. You can look like a white woman that's not lesbian to the world. But that's because they expect you to hide it. You shouldn't have to hide. It. And not saying that if you don't hide it intentionally, you know what I'm saying that it it supposed to mean that you're not gay or mm-hmm. it's supposed to have an influence. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you shouldn't have to hide that. You shouldn't have to hide any of those things, but you being able to wear a safety pin, there's physical actual things that you can do. Yeah. As far as signing petitions, as far as donating to groups that's going to be affected, as far as volunteering time to those groups that are going to be affected. Like those are things that you can do. There's a physical things you can do. And you know what? To be honest, I'm not a volunteer type person. I'm not a donate type person. I mean, I don't know if this sounds bad. I mean, outside of what I do, you know, in the community with kids, as far as counseling goes. Yeah. But even if you don't do nothing else, just having a conversation with a person who is going to be impacted, influenced potentially by these changes and understanding the depth of it. That's that's enough for me sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be people that want you to do more. But even just seeking to understand shit will be uh, better than nothing. Yeah. You know? So, with the safety pins, I, I don't, I'm not shitting on the movement. I'm just saying that I do applaud the gesture, but just know with that gesture that it still don't represent the the, the issues that people are going to be facing with this situation. Yeah. You know? But... It is what it is. What else I got? Oh. Trump's new deal for black America. Fuck that guy. You hear about that? Mm-hmm. Did you hear did you hear who he turned it into? No, who did he turn it into? Media takeout. Like media takeout is one of the most fucking undependable. Yep. Dependable ass websites that exist. <laughs> Cause Who they, the fuck turns anything into media takeout? Cause they put a lot of shit on there that ain't 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 right. Yep. <laughs> but when some right, it's right as hell, quick as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we found out that this was going on with Chris Brown and that shit happening. But they be the first one talking about it. What was that girl, the woman that did all that shit with Chris Brown? Like they were one that found out that she got them text messages sending it to somebody talking about she was gonna frame him and shit. Oh yeah. Like. They'll get shit like that. What the fuck? So Donald Trump proposed a new deal for black Americans in which he wants to change the condition of the African-American community by promoting school choice, reduction of crime, business tax cuts, financial reforms, Stopping trade deficits, don't know what that is, ending illegal immigration, new infrastructure investment, protections for the African-American church, and an American first foreign policy. I don't know what that means. Once again, throughout his whole campaign, he loves to make these pointless, meaningless statements. How the fuck does he plan to do any of those things? I don't know. He don't know either. <laughs> gonna have fried chicken and cornbread rallies on in the hood. <sighs> See what that turn up. Listen, I don't know what he gonna do. I mean, he don't never say. That's the thing. Like it, it's lovely to say that you're gonna like. How are you gonna accomplish these things? This is the thing. What we finding out right now is Donald Trump have a different plan than the Republicans. That is true. That's what we're finding out now. He's putting people in places that are Republicans that he shouldn't be putting in places, but I think he got a different plan in there. So let's say Donald Trump do have a plan for black Americans because a part of the rhetoric has been the Democratic Party ain't done shit for you. 
And if they want to change that, they've got to start offering something. But you know what? Donald Trump was saying that. Wasn't no other Republican saying that shit? Nope. They don't care. They don't think that the African-American condition is one that America has helped, you know, influence. They think that black folks just lazy. They think black folks just want government handouts. They think black folks just send back and bullshit that's happened to us is happening on our own. That don't keep us from responsibility from some shit in our community that's going on. We got shit going on in our community. But goddamn, if your ass came into a game of Monopoly and all of the goddamn buildings was already built up and apartments and everything was built up and all you could do with your bank when you got there was stop on spaces and give people money, that's how black people entered American markets. That's how we entered the fucking... That's how black people entered capitalism. Everything was made. Everything was built. Everything was created. The good neighborhood was... Good neighborhoods were lived in. The good schools were taken. The universities wouldn't let us in. We walked into a fucking Monopoly game that had all of the pieces on the board taken up, all of the fucking railroads taken up, <laughs> all of that shit built. And all we could do was walk in the game, collect our 200, and pay it on our first three stops. And hope that we can fucking find a little bit of wiggle room to get into that shit. I don't see how they ain't understanding that. So, it makes so much sense to me that they should understand it. That is intentional denial. Yeah. To me, it's an intentional avoidance of the bullshit that's going on. And I can't afford intentional bullshit that goes against my interests. If you believe that what's going on with black people is exclusively a black person problem, then I ain't got time to have no conversation with you for real. But you know, I tell the kids on my caseload, if something is not 100% your fault, sometimes it is 100% your problem. And for me as an African-American male, what that means is that I am not going to let that shit from the past hinder the effort I'm going to put into my success. It might still hinder my success and how much success I can gain, but I'm not going to let it take my energy away from me and what I put into that. I'm not going to let that happen. You know, so, and that's what I continue to tell black people. Yeah, we, we in some bullshit. This is a fucked up condition, yeah. but you can't let it stop you from doing you. You can't let other people's racism fuck with your life. If you sit in a chair and be like, look at all them fucking hurdles over there. It's a lot of goddamn hurdles. What I'm going to jump over them hurdles for and they there. I'm jumping over hurdles. It going to be more hurdles than a white man. But it, I ain't going to stop running the fucking race. I'm just going to have to jump over them hurdles because I'm trying to win this motherfucker too. Yeah. And I think that's a part of the African-American condition too. We are fucking more resilient. We've had to be. Got to be more resilient. So I can jump over them fucking hurdles. I have the tenacity. I can jump over them. If a white man come over to these hurdles, he gonna be damn near ready to kill himself. <laughs> That's how we've been. And you know what? I ain't even had the kind of life that I feel is hurdle fucking rampant. I ain't even had that kind of life. I know those kind of lives exist where the levels of hurdles that you jumping over. I mean, it'll be hard for me to come over there and deal with that shit. But I'm talking about the general generic hurdles that every person get that the brown. And if you ain't had hurdles as a brown person, fucking kudos to you. <laughs> that don't mean that no black person done had uh, hurdles just because your ass ain't had as many or any. Or you've had them, but you refuse to see them as, as re related to your skin color. You know? But anyway... That's about all I got. This is this is this is a stressful situation. It's hard internally to know that this ain't a good situation, but also to provide support for it. You know, Red been real quiet because she holding her puppy. <laughs> she just <laughs> looking at him and listening to his little sounds and all that shit. <laughs> so yeah, she ain't been saying a lot of shit. <laughs> I have a new puppy. Kingston has a little brother. His name is Remy. He's a hound mix that I rescued from the uh, Greater Birmingham Humane Society. 
and he is essentially a little baby. And so he's been sleeping in my arms the whole time, but now he's getting kind of antsy. The most important thing to know about all of that stuff that Red just said <laughs> is that she didn't name that dog Remy. She ain't hood now. Just want to let y'all know. It was already no, named Remy. It was already named Remy. Because when they heard Remy, I don't know, they're like, what? No. Remy Martin? No. You like that? No. And it's spelled R-E-M-I, not R-E-M-Y. But yeah, he because he's a rescue, he already had a name. And I just decided not to change it because he's pretty young and I could have like started calling him something else and it would have been okay because he hardly answers to Remy to be honest. I have to make the little dog noise for him he to come back. He answer the shit. No, he co- he'll come if you go he'll do like if you do that he will but like his name you know I'd say Remy be screaming Remy through the house because Kingston You Remy, had him number three days. I know but Remy so Remy has been neutered and Kingston has not and I think Kingston thinks Remy is a girl and so Kingston hasn't been neutered and so he's been like he can't mount him because Remy's four pounds and so he essentially is just standing over him so I've been yelling at Remy because Remy chews things because he's a puppy and at Kingston for mounting Remy it's just been three days of me saying Kingston stop that (laughs) leave him alone (laughs) so it's going to be an interesting I haven't had to Housebreaker dog in ten years, so this has been trying. Housebreaking house breaking any dog got to be better than Kingston. I want you to not act like Kingston's like horrible. He's not bad. He's already trained. I don't have to like worry about. I'm it. saying a young when you first started house training Kingston was that hard. Not really. Kingston was a lot more mild mannered when he was a puppy. Like as he got older, he became the asshole. That, that he shit is now. backwards. I know. He's supposed to be an asshole puppy, and then you know, mild mannered when they get older. Nope, he went the opposite direction. So he was very mild mannered. Didn't take long. He cried a lot. That shit was annoying. Remy cries too, but um, he cried. But no, housebreaking him wasn't like that difficult. Yeah, and Remy like. I just ain't used to having to clean up shit because Kingston go outside. And so, like, when I come to Remy's cage and there's poop in there, it's just kind of like, fuck. <laughs> and I can't get mad because he's a baby. He's he's a tiny puppy, so yeah, he can't help it. And I just have to clean it up and move on with my day. But, yeah, I have a new puppy. I got you. Hopefully. So, Mr. On Point thinks that Kingston is going to recruit Remy in this plot against my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a puppy Isis. He gonna recruit all the little motherfucking angry ass animals in the community. I don't think Kingston. He's been pretty cool. He shares his toys. That's what I really was concerned about because Kingston like if you pick up one of his toys if you come to my apartment and pick up one of his toys he gonna come and, t- and sit in front of you till you drop that. T- he don't never play with these toys, mind you. He just don't want you fucking touching them. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned that Remy would be trying to play with his toys, and he but he ain't gave a fuck about them. To- Mostly because I think he thinks Remy is a girl and he's been trying to mount him. So he been too busy trying to mount him to like worry about the toys, maybe. I don't know. It's been kind of crazy. But yeah. New pup. Well, that explains her silence. I don't think I've been silent. You like, ain't been silent, but you done let me talk for too damn long. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it when I'm going and where you would interject. So I can feel it. But I didn't want him to like make a noise. Like I'm trying to keep him quiet. He's been quiet. He he been making a little noise, but I don't think it's been loud enough for it to, like pick up. And I didn't want him to start like because he grouchy as shit. If he sleep and you move him. He make all these grumbly ass. So I was trying to keep him from making noise. So. I got you. Well, that's all we got. It's a short episode today, but it's just, you know, post politics shit. Maybe now we can like talk less politics. I feel like we've talked so much. I don't politics. know. This might set a situation up where we're gonna be talking politics every goddamn week uh, because of some shit going on. Maybe after after January twentieth, anyway. Yeah. So. Oh, these memes with Joe Biden. Keep those up. Petty Joe. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, love that's them. Funny. I love them. They've been a bright, light, and dark world. 
Oh, that's him. Okay. I gotcha. Remy's snoring. Yeah, he's doing something. <laughs> you got anything else on your mind? I don't. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. Thank you.